Hello, friends. I'm Marissa Blackwood, and welcome to All Things Murder. Welcome to All Things Murder, the show that dives into real true crime cases that inspired pop culture movies and shows we know today. I'm Marissa Blackwood, and do you guys remember back in school getting a list of, like, assigned reading? Like The Great Gatsby, To Kill a Mockingbird, and The Most Dangerous Game. But what if I told you someone took their reading assignment a little too seriously? This man was truly a freaking monster, and this entire case enrages me almost as much as the movie did. But I do recommend watching the movie because damn, damn good job, no lie. For today, my friends, we'll be diving into the sick, twisted mind of Frozen Grounds butcher baker, Robert Hansen. Listener's discretion is advised. If you're a fan of horror movies or true crime, or perhaps both like myself, don't forget to like and subscribe. Also, don't forget to check us out on YouTube at All Things Murder. New episodes on Thursdays. Frozen Grounds starring John Cusack as Robert Hansen and Nicolas Cage as the Alaskan State Trooper investigating the murders. Now, I'm not a huge Nick Cage fan. You can come at me all you want. I'm not. I don't. Some movies he has done that are great that I'm like, yeah, I, I, I dig it. Like the new movie, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. That was freaking hysterical. Please watch that. But I have to say, he was very spectacular in this film, and he really brought the events of this case to the screen. Born Robert Christian Hansen on February 15, 1939, in Esterville, Iowa, his father was a Danish immigrant who owned a bakery. He was also a very strict disciplinarian. Robert's childhood was not an easy one. Huh, are they ever? He worked long hours in the family bakery from a young age. Though he was naturally left-handed, he was forced to use his right hand instead, which then resulted into a lifelong stutter. As a teenager, he was painfully shy, had bad acne, and was mocked by his stutter. We've all been teenagers. Being a teenager, it sucks. We all know it. The boys at school would make fun of him, and the girls he liked rejected him. He was described as a loner, another shocker, a social outcast. He would take refuge in, like, you know, being a loner, like, uh, here's my ducks. I mean, we've all been there. Over time, he became an avid game hunter, channeling his rage and fantasies of vengeance into the sport of stalking animals. Now, ladies, we know this. Some hunters are not red flags. I mean, my boyfriend hunts, but he's not gonna go like, oh my precious about murdering animals. But you know, if you find a guy that's super like into hunting and like into killing things, that's a red flag. I'd probably dip out at that point in time. Just me, just me. In 1957, when he was 18 years old, Robert Hansen joined the United States Army Reserve to try and make a life for himself, but was discharged after only one year. After he served his year in the reserves, he became an assistant drill instructor in Pocahontas, Iowa, and he even married a young woman he met there. Robert soon felt mistreated by the community, so he decided to seek retaliation. On December 7th of 1960, when he was just 21, 
He was arrested for burning down a Pocahontas County Board of Education school bus garage as revenge for his unpopularity in high school. People, we've all been there when we are not popular. It doesn't matter. High school sucks for frickin' everyone. Get over it. His wife divorced him after finding that out. Left him alone in incarceration. During his incarceration, he was diagnosed with manic depression with periodic schizophrenic episodes. The psychiatrist who made the diagnosis noted that Robert had an infantile personality and was obsessed with getting back at people he felt had wronged him. He was released after just 20 months into his three-year sentence for arson. He was jailed a few more times afterward for petty theft. In 1967, he moved to Anchorage, Alaska with his second wife, whom he had married in 1963, with whom he had two children with. In Anchorage, he was well-liked by his neighbors, set several local hunting records, and opened a small bakery. Like, oh, look at me, I'm a good guy, I'm a bakery. Murders people, like, come on. While the townspeople mostly bought into his facade, like, oh, he's a happy baker with a family with a knack for hunting, like, nothing weird, there was no cracks within his squeaky clean exterior. Hey, that Robert's a great guy. Yeah, yeah, no, he's not. In December 1971, he was arrested twice, once for the abduction and attempted rape of a housewife, and again for raping a prostitute. Yeah, is he a good guy now, guys? Wake the hell up. The year of 1976, we saw Hanson arrested again and sentenced to five years for shoplifting a chainsaw. These are red frickin' flags, people. Stop releasing this man from prison. Stop it. However, he appealed that sentence and was released. While he continued to prey on strippers and sex workers, he forced to act out his twisted fantasies. Robert Hansen is believed to have begun killing around 1972. His M.O. was to pick up a prostitute in his car, force her at gunpoint to come to his house, where he would then rape her. He would often then fly her out to a secluded area and hunt her as if she was a wild game before shooting or stabbing her. The Great Escape. On June 13th, 1983, Robert offered a 17-year-old Cindy Paulson $200 to give him a blowjob. When she got into the car, he pulled out a gun and drove her to his home in Muldoon. There, he held her captive and proceeded to rape and torture her. Robert raped and tortured her repeatedly before attempting to load her onto a plane to take her to his cabin in the Montusaka Situana Valley, about 35 miles north of Anchorage. So as he was getting ready to, you know, prepare in the plane for takeoff, Cindy managed to escape and left her blue shoes behind as evidence. Robert, seeing this, panicked and chased her, but Cindy made it all the way to 6th Avenue, flagged down a passing truck. Hey, hey, help me, help me. Oh yeah, he's screwed. Robert Hansen fit the description of the kidnapper perfectly. Cindy even described his stutter and identified his plane like, Yeah, bitch, you're mine now. But police were still reluctant to bring him in like, Ah, that can't be Bob. Bob would never do something like that. After all, he was no stranger, you know, to be in trouble with the law. The local baker was well-liked in his community. 
Can't believe Bob would do something like that, eh, Phil? No, Roger, can't believe it either. This. This is what's wrong with people. And police. Robert admitted that he had met this girl, but claimed she was setting him up. You know, she's crazy, guys. <laughs> Classic prostitute, you know? You know. No. When he told police about his strong alibi, provided by a friend, he was, once again, released. Like, how freaking stupid are some people? Like, shit, this guy has gotten out not once, but twice, but several times for all of these red flags, and officers are like, you know, people make mistakes. No, you guys are idiots and should all be fired. And just, ugh, get it together, people. Meanwhile, Alaskan State Trooper were convinced that there was a serial killer on the loose because they have eyes. And they're like, oh, connecting the dots. Not like these other dumbasses. They noticed that several sex workers and dancers had gone missing and the troopers were beginning to find the bodies. When two of the bodies were discovered, in the Montusaka Situana Valley, along with .223 shell casings nearby, Robert was the prime suspect. But the police seen it proof. This led to the involvement of the FBI, including the now-retired FBI agent John Douglas, who pioneered the field of criminal profiling. If you're like me and you love criminal minds, I love a good criminal profile. Oh my God. Douglas put together a psychological profile of the killer based on the details of the case and the injuries inflicted on the recovered bodies. He theorized that the killer was an experienced hunter with low self-esteem and a history of being rejected by women, and that he likely had a stutter. Yeah, guys, profiles can do that shit. And just take little pieces and be like, yeah, that guy's crazy. Yeah, that's our guy. Though he had been cleared several times before, there was no doubt about it. Robert Hansen fit the profile almost exactly. What's even more is he owned a bush plane in a cabin in the same damn area. Dumbass. The police soon obtained a warrant to search Robert Hansen's plane, his car, his house. What they found, oof, shocked them. The horror that his victims had to endure was just, you can't even believe the shit that this guy pulled. Remember earlier when I said Robert was a local hunter who won records and trophies? Well, no one knew that for over a decade, he also collected other trophies from other kills. Robert mainly targeted sex workers and erotic dancers from around Anchorage. We know that he would then kidnap the women and either drive them or fly them in his private bush plane out to his cabin in the remote Alaskan bush. But out in the wilderness, his favorite location was along the Nick River. Robert would then set the women free. Uh, this is where the most dangerous game plays in. For a moment, he would give them hope that there was a chance to escape. Then as they would run for their lives, he would track them down, taking his time, hunting them like they're wild animals. Armed with a hunting knife and a .223 caliber Ruger Mini-14 rifle, he would torture the women with this chase for hours or sometimes even days until he located his prey and would shoot them like game. While searching the Butcher Baker's house, police also found an aviation map of the area hidden in the headboard of the bed. It was marked with all these tiny X's 
denoting the kill and burial sites of his victims. Some of the X marks matched up where the police had found the bodies. There were 24 X's in all. Based off Douglas's profile of the murderer, he said he'd keep his trophies from his victims, and sure enough, police found several victims' necklace, one that matched the description of a victim who had gone missing in Robert's basement. Like, yeah. Men are so stupid sometimes. Faced with all the evidence, in 1984, Robert Hansen confessed to murdering 17 women and raping another 30 women over a 12-year period. Robert Hansen was sentenced to 461 years plus life in prison without parole in 1984. He was imprisoned at St. Creek Correctional Center in Seward, Alaska, where he died in 2014. As part of a plea bargain, the butcher baker was only ever charged with four of the 17 murders he confessed to, and some people believed it was actually more than 20 women. In exchange for the reduced conviction, Robert Hansen agreed to assist police in locating the remaining bodies plotted on his kill map. Unfortunately, five of the bodies have still not been found to this day, and Robert Hansen took the secret of their locations to his grave. I fucking hate this guy. Honestly, yeah, 461 years in prison, like, uh, okay. I personally would have pleaded for the death penalty, but that is just me. That is just me. Did he deserve it? Absolutely, yes he did. And that, my friends, is the horrifying true story of the butcher baker, Robert Hansen. Rest in peace to all of his victims. Thank you all so much for joining me. I'm Marissa Blackwood, and don't forget to tune in next week for a new All Things Murder, if you dare.